Today we're continuing Zehirut. Today we're going to unveil a very, very important secret. It's the book that is in front of you. It's called Derech Ayetz Hayim. Derech Ayetz Hayim is a small sefer that's written by the Ramhal himself. The one who wrote Mesilad Yesharim. He also wrote, he also wrote Derech Ayetz Hayim. Ayetz Hayim is a tree of life. Ine Alken. Hine Alken. Listen to this word. Hine Alken. Hine. The first word in the paragraph is Hine. Behold. Alken therefore. Hov who? Hov means what? It is a, an obligation. It's an obligation to himself. You know, when somebody has the ability to save himself from danger, so he has an obligation to do it. Who is the obligation for? For himself. You don't have to go to the doctor if you could just turn on the button yourself. Whatever you can't do, then you turn to others to do for you. But whatever you're capable of doing, automatically ability creates responsibility. Automatically. Ability, ability, automatically creates a responsibility. I mean, if you're able to do something, then you got to do it. If you can't do it, then you have to rely on others. So he says, a person has a hub, has a responsibility to himself. With these words, he doesn't say we have a responsibility to think, to contemplate. No. To put himself in order to contemplate. One more time. If it was me, I would have written, everybody has an obligation to contemplate, to think. No, no. He says a person has to has the responsibility to place himself in order to think. Which means that thinking isn't natural. It's the most unnatural thing for a human being to sit down and think. What's natural is to go with the flow. You know, you heard about that, Phil? Go with the flow. Just continue living out the habit that you've developed. Follow whatever you see around you. Follow your emotions. Follow your heart. That is the most natural way to live. You follow your habit. You follow your surroundings. And you follow your heart. That is natural. To start thinking about your life and your future and whatever you're investing yourself in, that's not natural. So he says, it's our responsibility to place ourselves in a place where we could start thinking. Which means, for example, 
You come to the Bet Knesset, even though you're not thinking, or maybe it's not natural for you to think, and maybe you don't want to think, because it's not what you do. But you have to be strategic in putting yourself in the right place that will get you to start thinking. So place yourself in a class. You start to think. Place yourself around people who think. It makes you think. So to tell a person, go and think, it's not going to happen. Because it's not the natural thing that a person does by, by his nature. But lasim small, which means the strategy is place yourself, surround yourself with places or people that are going to get you to remind yourself that you need to think. Amazing. That's the responsibility. So being here today, you've, you've done that. By coming to a shi'ur every day, you're doing that. By listening, if you're in the car, you're doing that. What you're doing, you're not thinking yet. It's a very beautiful thing. That means coming to this class, you're not thinking yet. Coming to this class is giving you the, the placement that will get you to think. Right? Don't think that when you walk out of shiur, so you've done this. You haven't been thinking. You're just putting yourself in a place where you can think. Now, he says, Ki im eno mit bonenu he says, a person who doesn't think, who doesn't make calculations, the word mitbonen means a deeper thought. The word mehashev is to calculate. What's the difference between thinking and calculating? Perhaps thinking means thinking about what my goals are. What do I want to achieve in my life? What do I want to achieve in my marriage? What do I want to achieve in my children? What do I want to achieve every day in my life? That's called mitbonen. Mitbonen means let's think about what we're trying to achieve. Mehashev is to calculate. Calculate means, okay, so am I getting there? Am I, are the numbers adding up? Am I actually getting to the places that I want to reach? So it's two different areas. One is thinking about what needs to be done. Umehashev means calculating the steps to actually get there. Two, two, separate, two separate areas. A person can have big dreams, but doesn't have a system of getting there. Or a person can be very systematic, but has no dreams. So his systems don't lead to anything great. You need to have both areas. You got to have big dreams for yourself. Don't dream small. Avi, don't dream small. Dream big. Dream big. Don't dream of being Sameach a few times a day. Dream of being Sameach all day. Dream big. People don't think it's bad. Don't dream of having a decent marriage. Yes, you know when somebody asks you for a blessing for Shalom Bayit, you know what that means, right? <laughs> It has issues. But, but even those who have Shalom Bayit, don't dream of having Shalom Bayit that's decent. Say, how's your marriage? Decent. Right? That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not good enough. 
How's your marriage? Good. Not enough. Your marriage has to be, the answer should be Gun Eden. That's what it should be. Gun Eden. Oh, it's beautiful on all levels. Great. You should have a dream that most people don't think that's even practical or possible. But it is. Dream big. Dream of great children. Dream of a beautiful family. Dream of you becoming this really super wise person that has the, the ability to live every moment in its full capacity. Dream big. Don't dream small, no matter what age you are. Even if you hit 22, 23. That's called mitbonen. There are many, many people, some from ignorance, some from laziness, that have very small dreams of themselves. They don't really have big expectations of what they can achieve in life. Mitbonen means to think big. Mehashev means strategize. Steps. He says, Hine. It's a beautiful line he's about to say. Pay attention. He says, know something in life. Wisdom isn't coming to run after you. One more time, gentlemen. He says, He says, if you're waiting for wisdom to grow on you, to run after you, and all of a sudden you have it, you acquire it. That's not the way of the world. Wisdom isn't running after you. Now let me explain to you what that means in practical terms. Wisdom has no wheels. Of course not running after you. What he's trying to say is that the nature of a person is not to run after wisdom. The nature of a person, if you give him two options, you want to go play ball or you want to learn something? Play ball. You want to go relax on your couch? You want to learn something? Couch. You want to go to work? You want to learn? Work. You want to count your money? You want to go to learn? Count your money. But you counted it yesterday. I want to count it again. <laughs> when he says that Chokhmah doesn't run after you, it means that the nature of a person isn't to run after Chokhmah. That's what it means. It's not the first thing on people's minds. I need to learn more. Ask anybody in the street, from the lowest guy, go up. Do you need to learn more in your life? I think people don't feel that necessity. What do I have to learn more for? They'll tell you, what do you mean? I have a business, I have a family. I have this, I'm involved in that. What's there to learn? What do I have to learn for? It is that most people in their nature do not feel a need to expand their wisdom. That's what he means, that wisdom isn't running after you. It means there's no natural hunger for wisdom. For example, food does run after you. Food runs after you. Hashem made it. That when you're hungry, you feel that you can't move. It's not real. It's all a made-up feeling. A person has enough food to last them for quite some time. Maybe seven days you can go without eating. You have enough fuel in your gas tank. 
But yet, if you don't eat for three, four hours, your body makes you feel like you're dying. You can't move. It's not real. You have plenty of fuel that you can use to continue. But Hashem makes, makes food run after you. How? By making you so hungry that you have no choice but to go and grab something to eat. That's called food. Hashem makes it where food runs after you. You understand? He makes you hungry that you have no choice but to go grab it. That's called it's running after you. But when it comes to wisdom, it's not like that. Wisdom, a person never naturally feels starving, starving for wisdom. I can't, I can't take it. A guy can go for 10 years without learning a thing and doesn't feel any kind of emptiness in his fuel tank. It's one of the most amazing miracles that, you know, wisdom is so much more important than food. Food is temporary. Food is physical. Wisdom is everything. It's your whole life. It's your whole eternity. You would think that by the nature of a person, he'd be starving. If he didn't learn something in two hours, he'd be like, oh, I got I to gotta learn something. I'm dying. That's what, that's what should be. But Hashem turned off the hunger meter. When it comes to wisdom, he turned it off. Because if he turned on the wisdom meter, again, as you know, there would be no free choice. The same way there's no free choice today to eat or not to eat. That's not called free choice. When you went for lunch today, that's not free choice. You had to eat. You're, I mean, of course, you chose to eat at what day, where you're going to eat, what you're going to eat. That's a very minimal choice. But the fact that you needed to eat, Hashem basically forced you. You have no choice. He made you eat. But if he did the same thing with chokhmah, then there'd be no free choice to have wisdom. And wisdom is one of the purpose of life. And therefore it has to come from you. It cannot come from Hashem forcing you. So you could sit for 20 years, 40 years, and your soul is starving. Starving, literally. Your neshama is starving from not having wisdom and you don't feel a thing. You hear that? That's what it means. Hashem made it where wisdom isn't running after you. You could survive your whole life without learning a word and you won't even realize that you're hungry for wisdom. I mean, you'll realize the destruction in your life. You will definitely realize much destruction in your marriage, with your kids, with your partners, with your whole life. You'll realize the destruction, but you'll never know it's coming from a lack of wisdom. You'll always have a reason. Oh yeah, you know my, 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 my marriage went bad? Because look at my in-laws. If not, if not for my in-laws, perfect. If my wife was normal, perfect. If she didn't spend so much money, perfect. If she was more positive, perfect. If my kids were normal, perfect. There's always a reason to blame the destruction of life. Any destruction in your life, small or large, there's always something to blame. But the real culprit of all destruction is a lack of chokhmah. 
It's a lack of wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, it's a life of destruction. But you'll never know when you have the destruction, you'll never know to trace it back to Chokhmah. You'll always think it's some other issue that you're having that's causing the destruction. That's what it means. Wisdom isn't running after you. It means you'll never realize that you're missing wisdom. Rabbi Joey Hebe yesterday gave a beautiful story. Very, very beautiful story about a man, an older man, who was sitting in his city and uh, some stranger came from a different town and he sees the elder he says, you know, I want to find out more about your city. He says, is it a good city to live in? It's a, is it a nice city? Is it pleasant? Is it a place that I should pursue in order that I should live here? So the old man asked him, tell me, the city you come from, he says, so tell me about it. Is it, is it a nice city? He says, my city is a horrible place. It's not nice. It's not well kept. The people there are obnoxious. A lot of angry people. The, the teachers in the school system are really not that good. He says, the taxes are way over the top. He says, where do I start? I live in a terrible place. He says, well, I'm sorry to tell you that this city is just as bad as your place. It's really, yeah, what can I tell you? So, next day, another guy comes. He sees an elder. He says, says, sir, he says, could you tell me about the city? Is it worthwhile to move here? Is it a good place to live? So he says, tell me, where do you come from? He said, I come from this city. Tell me about your city. I said, oh, my city is very nice. Beautiful place. A lot of beautiful green. He says, good people. You know, you get a lot of smiles. He says, teachers, they do a good job. They work hard. Government is working very hard for us. They do their best to keep it up the way it's supposed to be. He said, I come from a great place. So what about your place? So this city is a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city to live in. He says... Everything is really very nice. You'll appreciate it. So some guy who happened to be in, mo- in both conversations sees the old man. He says, do you have insomnia? You forgot what he said yesterday? What happened to you? Yesterday he told the guy it was horrible. Today he told him it's great. He told him because no city is that bad and no city is that great. He says it's all dependent on you. If you come from a city that you think is bad, every city is bad. If you have a reason to complain where you come from, you'll complain here too. If you see all the negative where you are, you'll see it here too. In life, you could always see the negative in every place, in every person, in every situation. There's always a negative to see. And if you see it there, you'll see plenty of negative here. And if you saw the good there, you'll see plenty of good here. That's a beautiful story. But that, but that can only happen... People say, be positive, you know, be positive. It's a waste of time to be positive. It's like telling a guy who's angry, don't be angry. It's a waste of time. He's angry. A guy who's hurt, tell him, don't be hurt. Oh, wow. You solved all his problems. I tell him, don't be hurt. 
Guys hurt. What, what, what are you wasting your time? Telling a negative person, which is the default setting on every human, is negative. Telling a negative person to be positive is a waste of breath and a waste of energy. Because the guy is negative. What are you telling me positive? What, what is that going to change? The only way to be positive is you need chokhmah. You need wisdom. How to navigate through every moment with the right look. To translate what you see in the right way. To be able to see the right things and understand it the right way. You need chokhmah for that. That's not... Uh, going to a class and say, be positive, and you walked out. It's okay, now a positive person. That's silly. It's stupidity. Never happening. You need chokhmah to find the good in everything that happens in your life. Without chokhmah, destruction, both mentally and your reactions, and your actions will lead to terrible ending. Unbelievable. He says, but Chokhmah is not running after you. Which means you could live in your mind healthy without it. And you'll never feel that you're missing a thing. Me? I need more wisdom. What are you talking about? Everything is good. Everything is covered. You're covered, but you're living a disaster life. I know, but that's for other reasons. It's for other reasons. Not because of that. Good. Let's continue. He says a person can remain in darkness without even knowing. Exactly what I just described to you. Living in darkness without knowing means that you're, such in, you're in such darkness that you don't even see what you're missing. A person could be missing something, but he could see that he's missing it. For example, the item could be far away from me. I'm here. I'm not able to get to it. But I see that I'm missing it. Oh, I wish I could have that. I wish I could get that. It's right there, but I can't reach it yet. I need a longer arm. I need a longer reach. But if you're sitting in darkness, you don't even see what you're supposed to get. You don't even see the possibilities. Amazing. Beholech Beautiful. Such beautiful words. Every word is gold. Every word is a treasure. He says, but if a guy doesn't have wisdom and doesn't even have the hunger for wisdom, so what's he doing all day? I mean, you need wisdom to live life with the utmost success. So you're telling me he's not hungry for wisdom. He doesn't even know he's missing the wisdom. But then how is he living? What's he doing all day long? Without wisdom, what's he doing? He says, means? It means he spends all day doing things of nonsense. I hope you gentlemen are familiar with what that means. Nonsense! Nonsense. You'll forgive me when I say a couple of examples. I don't mean to say that these are, that the, what, I'm, what I'm about to say is not necessarily a sin. Not necessarily an avera. But it's a waste of time. 
Hevel basically means, Hevel basically means you take precious life and you just throw it in the garbage. Everybody here, when they hear, oh, the doctor says I might die early, they go crazy. They don't know what to do with themselves. What do you mean early? How come? Meanwhile, they have life every day and they're just throwing in the garbage. You ever see a guy driving in the street on the highway and he just, he's throwing out $1,000 bills? You ever see a $1,000 bill? They make $1,000 bills. Yes? That's for very rich people, not for you. It's for very rich people. They don't have time to count the hundreds. They, make, they do a thousand. You see a guy in the highway? Every, every, every two or three seconds, another thousand dollars. Another thousand dollars. By the time one hour, he gets to, the, uh, to his office. The guy is throwing out money. The guy is insane. What happened to you? You lost your money. You're throwing your money out the window. That's a person who has life in his hands. He can't believe that he might lose his life. But in the meantime, he has it. What's he doing with it? Just wasting, wasting away. Every minute that goes by is a waste. There are so many things that occupy us that are just basic nonsense things. Uh, for example, for example, for example, and again, you'll forgive me. For example, involvement in sports. Nonsense. Means absolutely nothing. Playing sports, playing sports is healthy. Exercise is good. But sitting and attaching yourself to people that have no relevance to you and spending hours of your day worried about or thinking about or discussing, it's just a waste of time. Waste of time. I bet that if you, if you would come to my house tonight, just like a simple example, if you would come to my house tonight to visit me, surprise, yes? And you saw me with popcorn. <laughs> a big sweet TV. With, with a few beers. With a big screen. Watching the baseball game. I, I bet, I bet you'd get a few laughs, but you'd be very disappointed. He said, this is the guy I'm learning from, Shem Yishmon. This is the guy I'm going to class for. What am I doing? Now, I didn't do anything wrong. No commercials. I cut out all the commercials. Everything is clean. Everything is good. What's the problem? Why would you walk out disappointed if you saw Chavavad, you're watching the Super Bowl? Why? The whole world's watching it. What's the problem? Answer is because you know deep inside that it's a waste of time. You know it. That's why if you saw someone who's supposed to be valuable, they don't do things like that. It's silly. You get disappointed because you know it's a waste. But for you, maybe there's nothing better to do. So that's what it is. The whole entertainment industry is, forget, forget the garbage in it. The whole entertainment industry is babysitting people who don't know what to do with their time. They don't know what to do with their time. So they sit down and babysit them. People spend hours in unnecessary social gatherings. 
They are necessary social gatherings. For example, a person gets married. You go to make them happy. That's a necessary social gathering. It's beautiful. You should spend more time at a wedding to make a hatan and kala and the family happy. Person gets engaged. There's a bar mitzvah. A person has a family barbecue. Get together to be close to each other. Shabbat. They get together. Necessary. All there are necessary social gatherings that elevate ourselves and the relationships around us. No question. And they're opportunities for growth to help others and to lift them and we get lifted along the way. But then there are social gatherings that are just a waste of time. They have no purpose. They have no value. And only bad things can happen when things have no purpose. Social gatherings just to be gathered together is called just wasting your time. What do you, what, what do you need this conversation for? For what reason do you have to spend three hours of your day discussing things that you've discussed the same conversation for 50 years? You've been asking the same questions. You get the same answers. You do the same thing. You can just record yourself and put it and people. It's the same conversation. You know, you know the conversation. Just play it out. It's the sa- it doesn't mean anything. You walk in, you walk out, nothing happened. But again, for most people, it's a necessary, a necessary gathering because what else would they do if they didn't have these unnecessary social gatherings? So you have sports, unnecessary, so you have entertainment, you have many things that we do that are not necessary, but we do them out of boredom. There is nothing for us to do. So we spend time doing nothing. The equal of nothing. Sitting, watching the sun for five hours, yes, is complete boredom. It's stupid. You'll forgive me. What are you watching the sun for? What is it doing for you? You want to tell me you got color while you were playing ball, while you were jogging, beautiful. But you just sat there just to get burnt? What, what, what are you doing? It's silly, you forgive me. I'm sorry. It's only because I know this firsthand that I'm describing it. Why are you doing that? There's no purpose to it. But again, what would life be if you took from the average guy all his sports, all his social gatherings, watching the sun, watching the moon? Oh, what, what? What, what's left? The guy that is sit home, he'll tell me. But then what would I do? You understand? And sometimes even traveling is like that. You know, traveling for no reason. You hear that? So what, what is that all about? What, what, what's the need? Where are you going? Why do you have to go somewhere? For what reason do you have to leave? You're sitting in a beautiful place. The weather is, you know, in the winter, I understand. It's cold. You want to change the weather. You want to change the environment. You're in a place, the weather is good. The place is beautiful. There's everything you want. What, but yeah, they're in a different place. For what reason? You know why? Because to go to a different place, it takes hours and days of planning. You need to plan for hours and days. It's very important. 
Otherwise, what would you do with your time? And then you need to actually fly somewhere, which takes you between, no matter how wealthy you are, you still need to get on a plane and you still need, we haven't gotten automatic being there. So, so there's another whole day that you have to waste going, another whole day back, till you check in, till you meet the people, till you talk, you fight. Then you come back, you have another week to talk about with your friends about the things that you did that you didn't want to do at the time, but you had to do it So because you, you need something to talk about. Because if, if, no, if they ask you, what did you do? You didn't do anything. It sounds boring. So you have to do things so you could tell them what you did. Okay, so now basically you occupied a month of your life with this trip. You understand? But that's what it is. There is a time to be removed, but I don't believe the people that I'm describing are using, the, they sleep on the airplane. They're not using the airplane, right? Or the, yes, you have to get away sometimes with your wife to be, yes, there, there is such a thing, obviously. But I don't think that the majority of these trips is because of, because they miss their wife so much so they, 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 that they're going away to be alone. I don't, I don't believe, especially when they go with 10 other couples, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about the one I made friends for dinner? Going out with friends for dinner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna comment on that right now. Huh? Because there are bigger battles to fight than going out for friends for dinner. Huh? I'm not gonna discuss that. There are other issues involved with that. I'm gonna take the fifth on that one. For now. One day we'll get to it. One day we'll get to it. Now I'm just stating some obvious thing. Yes? Yes, but going out for five-hour dinners is a problem. Huh? That's too much. You don't need five hours for dinner. By the time you finish, you have to go for the next meal. Five-hour dinner, you have to go book in advance. You have to drive an hour and a half. You have to sit and you have to wait. And they bring everything slowly, you know? First... You sit down, they bring you your drink, they bring you your pre-appetizers, then the, ap the post-appetizers, then they bring you the soup, then the salad, then they bring you the thing and everything one at a time. They take it, right? I tell you, it's six hours. You can just put a sandwich in your mouth. It's open five minutes. <laughs> Julie's juice. All right, all right, that's it. No, but, but then what would you do with five hours of your life? You understand? But this is called, listen, my father taught me for many years, never to be afraid of saying things that are correct, as long as you care about people. This is exactly the emet, this is the truth. Everybody knows it, whether you're in it or out of it, it's the emet. So, so says the derech hayim, I don't understand. If a guy is void of wisdom, so how is he living life? How is he not being aware that I need more wisdom? How can he continue to survive without wisdom? It's like surviving in your car without fuel. How can he do it? It's not possible. He says, no, it's possible. Hashem made an alternative. He made another way of travel. It's called Ahare Darke Hevel. It's the highway of nonsense. You could live on the highway of nonsense your entire life. 
The highway of nonsense is open to all travelers, to all humans. If you're on that highway, you don't feel like you're missing a thing. Meanwhile, you're missing everything, but you don't feel it. Again, part of free choice. If Hashem didn't make the nonsense highway, you'd sit there and you got nothing to do because you have no wisdom. You don't know what to do with your life. So He made you a highway that you don't have to think too much about what you're lacking. This is, I didn't get to the main point, but I think we, well, we did so far so good. We'll continue with that Hashem tomorrow.